0: Hi everybody, my name's Tim Johnson, and this is my friend, Laura Blackaby. How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm good, Tim, how are you today? Good,
0: I'm glad to have you stepping in and, and helping out here.
1: Yeah, so glad to, to be here on what looks like um, the almost arrival
0: of autumn. I love yeah. autumn, I love spring, I love summer. Mm, not so much the winter time. Mm, I'll, I'll take yeah, it well, through December. Yeah, we're not there yet, right? Then, then the rest can go away. Today we have a great story uh, with uh, Ashley Green. Why don't you join us?
2: Hi Stacy. Hey Tim.
1: In Their Neighborhood is a show where we bring in people to elaborate on what exactly it is that they do in the community so that we can recruit more volunteers for them, educate about the nonprofits that we have, and really we want to connect volunteers with their volunteering vision.
0: We have amazing, amazing organizations in Peoria that rock and make Peoria rock. That's right.
1: Peoria is an awesome place, and if we just take the time to give back, then it's going to be that much
0: better. Our goal is to help people that kind of want to volunteer but maybe are a little afraid of volunteering. Mm-hmm. Give them the opportunity to volunteer in an easy way and get to know the organizations before they even get involved.
1: Being a volunteer hero.
0: There you go. We're, we're looking for volunteer heroes. So we have one safe state. difference between a, volun- uh, a hero and a victim is that a hero is somebody that's thinking of others and right. a victim generally thinks of themselves and that's what the intro is about. And so um, today we're talking with Ashley Green. Welcome.
2: Welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So what, what is, uh, what's your organization?
2: Uh, well, we have two, Your Excuses Invalid Motivational Speaking, which is just my platform to go around to schools, businesses, churches, any group, sports, all that kind of thing, and uh, just tell my story and try to motivate others through what's happened to me, my life's journey, um, the things I've learned probably earlier in life than what some would have. Um, and then also uh, Your Excuses Invalid NFP, which is my charity, which provides equipment, training, sports camps, um, breeze, sunshine boxes, all these different things to those in need with uh, physical disabilities in the area.
0: Wow. So tell us a little bit of your story.
2: Um, so I was 17 when I got originally injured in a car accident, which seems pretty minor, but turned into be a pretty big piece of my life. Uh, ended up having to have multiple surgeries uh, about nine before I finally got close to the point of amputation um, because of just things not going the way were expected, uh, wasn't healing the way I was supposed to, all these different things, and so it ended up becoming an amputation, which was about my f- uh, 14th, 15th surgery, and then uh, recently even had a uh, spinal tumor removed in the last six months, which mm-hmm. temporarily paralyzed both my legs. Um, so just different obstacles, you know, being faced in that time. And I've, uh, I played volleyball in high school, was supposed to probably play in college, never thought that was really going to be a possibility again. Um, but things just kind of work out in ways that you don't really expect. And what can sometimes feel like the end of your story is actually just the beginning of another, um, different chapter in the book. Sometimes I like to say, uh, so I now play, uh, team USA, a two Paralympic volleyball and, uh go to school for physical therapy and all these different things and then now also uh, run a charity in this area which we hope will serve many more people so kind of help show that your disability doesn't define you it's just you're differently abled so
0: wow so so rewind a little bit you're you're pretty active right yes in sports extremely extremely active and the setback it makes it so you can't Perform right, you're it starts out you had an injury at your ankle, yeah, right,
2: basically tore all the ligaments off the right side of my ankle.
0: Wow, and that led to
2: yeah, multiple surgeries. The first surgery, the ligaments were overshortened, and then when they tried to fix it, there was circulation and nerve damage, and then it just kept spiraling from there. Oh, wow, so yeah, it was definitely not the end we any of us foresaw, but uh you know, life is all about perspective. And there's things that have happened in my life that wouldn't have been possible had that not have happened. Not that I would ever want anybody to go through that, but um, it definitely has brought some unique possibilities and uh, attributes to my life. How did you, um, how long did it take you to get back into playing volleyball again? Um, I didn't get back into playing volleyball until about a year and a half after my amputation. So only two and a half, three years ago. Um, So I did not play for about eight years. And that was one of those things that for a while it was not something I even wanted to look at because it was something that I knew I couldn't do. Um, In fact, I had actually, I used to have volleyballs and stuff in my room and I had put them all in my closet because just the fact of looking at them was almost like depressing to me. Like, I don't, you know, I can't play this. So why would I want to sit in my room and dwell on it? Um, But I finally got to the point where um, I actually went when I was getting my prosthetic and close to getting to learn how to stand and stuff again. That kind of became a reality for me again. So I actually went to the Riverplex here in Peoria and uh, was going to watch their co-ed volleyball teams and see about possibly getting involved when I got more on my feet. And Just so happened that I met a trainer there who kind of took me by the hand and said, uh, I've never trained an amputee before, but I would be willing to do so. Um, And basically with that, we kind of started training. Then I got asked because of a video that was, you know, going around of me playing volleyball in high school. And the fact that I was an amputee, I got asked to come and try playing with a fellow Team USA player. And then things just kind of went from there. And I ended up getting on the A2 team. So,
1: okay, that's great. And now you coach others.
2: Yes. So I've coached, um, all kinds of sports in the area, even with, um, you know, my limb loss and everything. Uh, even before I was in my prosthetic, I was coaching softball. And then I also coach volleyball in the area, but I also, um, one of my prides is recently in the last two years now, I've gotten to be a part of an organization called Nubability as one of their head coaches for volleyball, Um, It's an organization that, like, for instance, this year they brought in over 170 athletes with limb loss from all across the country. And basically any sport you can think of, they pretty much offer. And we teach these kids how to play mainstream sports with their limb difference, not expecting the sport to adapt to them, but teaching them how to adapt to the sport so they can play with their peers and not have to have specific sports teams for them um and it's such an amazing experience it's so cool to watch these kids you know bloom they always tell us we uh we inspire them but it's quite the opposite like we all leave camp and we all say you know we're adults learning to get through this situation they're all kids and it's just so cool to watch
1: yeah very good
0: so how did you get through being active not being active the emotions that you had to deal with?
2: Um, I mean, the first two years, I'll be the first to admit, were very rough. Um, It was not an easy transition to make, you know, from being a gymnast, a surfer, softball player, track, volleyball, I mean, I did all of these different things to now being stuck on a couch or on a bed watching TV. That's not something I really enjoyed. Um, Never was like a big TV person. So that was definitely a huge adjustment for me to make. but my family, uh, my friends in the area, all that kind of thing. Uh, And then actually two of my physical therapists were a huge part in my journey of getting me through that. Like physical therapy can be so mundane sometimes. Like it's, you know, it's, I always say it's like going to torture. It's not really, but it kind of is. Um, And they, they made it as, I guess, fun as possible. And the fact of they almost became, my friends as well, not just, you know, somebody putting me through these exercises that were sometimes hard to do. And uh, so they've become a huge part of our charity organization, helping others and uh, whatnot as well. But really, it's been the people I've surrounded myself with. And then also my faith. I'm a person of faith. So that's played a huge part in my life. Um, Just all these different things have played key roles. And I just feel like I've been blessed with the people that I have surrounding me. That that's what's made me get through it.
0: So, what's your what's your thoughts or what's your uh, message for somebody that might be going through or starting to go through something like? I
2: always go back to one of my favorite quotes: that life is, uh, you know, ten percent what happens to you and ninety percent how you react to it. Um, that's not taking away from what somebody's going through. We're all going through different situations and we're all going to be thrown, you know locked doors sometimes and that's just or hit walls and that's just how life you know sometimes goes. But it really is a positive attitude can kind of conquer through all um Of course, there's days where that's not always the easiest thing, but it really is a positive view on life really helps you get through that situation and see the positive in that situation, not just focus on the things you've lost, but also the things that you may gain or could accomplish.
1: So you talked about your family and friends coming alongside you, especially yeah. during those those first couple of years. And you do something really special for individuals who are, Um, experiencing difficulty in in their lives with your sunshine boxes. So tell us about that.
2: So that was kind of a unique thing that popped up after we started our charity, which we actually just started in January. Um, And we were kind of going through things, and one of the things that's had a very big impact on uh, my recovery as well is There again, one of my physical therapists, every surgery I've had around here, she's come to the hospital and seen me. She always brings me coffee or like a journal and things like that. And it's one of those things that you can be having the worst day, but when somebody shows, you know, like affection like that, or shows you that you're not alone facing this, it really does make a difference and kind of lift your spirits. So we started what's uh, called our Breeze Sunshine Boxes, which are named after my physical therapist. And, uh, We send these out to kids or adults going through tough situations, whether that be limb loss, physical disability. even cancers that are causing limb loss and, you know, physical disabilities of any sort. And uh, it's basically just boxes or backpacks, that kind of thing, that have magazines, toys, candy, things like that that they can enjoy while being, you know, if they're stuck in a hospital bed, enjoy while they're there or at home can't do much, you know, something to read, something to do. So we send those and just, you know, make them as fun as possible with rainbow tissue and, you know, all this different stuff when they open a box and just try to show them that you know you're not alone if you're new to the limb loss community it's not a community anybody wants to belong to but at the same time most people here are very open and will help you through it so so how do you determine who receives the boxes um we get one i watch you know articles and stuff that come out about you know situations that have happened in the area Um, we'll get family members or friends that'll reach out to us on facebook through our charity page i um, saying, you know, hey, I'd like to request that maybe this person get one, you know, be considered for getting a sunshine box when the board votes again, uh, things like that. That's how most people kind of reach out to us and figure out what then we sort through and figure out how many we can give that certain month. And each sunshine box costs anywhere from 25 to 30 to send. So it's a great way for somebody who, say, can't help us get towards our goal of donating a piece of equipment, but they can help us achieve, you know, helping more people in that way.
1: Okay, so you accept donations
2: yes. for the sunshine yes. boxes also? Yes, and all they have to do is if they write a check on the memo line, put that it's for sunshine boxes. And if it's not, you know, if they're just making a donation, that goes towards we're working at Christmas to donate our first piece of equipment, prosthetic or wheelchair to keep somebody active. Okay. Very good.
0: Wow. Today we're talking with Ashley Green and she's with Your Excuses Invalid. Uh, This is In the Neighborhood and we're on Peoria Life In the Neighborhood. Uh, We are on
1: uh... i3 channel 17 i3
0: broadband and uh... wpeo so we're all over the place Uh, like and share the information that would be great uh... but What's the best way for people to find out more about you?
2: Um, Our Facebook pages seem to be the most active. That's what people really reach out to us on. And that's Your Excuses Invalid Motivational Speaking, which is my speaking business page. And then uh, Your Excuses Invalid NFP, which is our charity page. Um, We're also on Instagram for the young generation. I'm finding that's the way I kind of have to reach out to them. So we're on there for the same thing. Excuses Invalid NFP is our uh, name there. And then we have our webpage, which is www.yourexcusesinvalid.org. And then our uh, charity email is excusesinvalid at gmail, so.
0: Yeah, uh, I I know you probably don't think of yourself this way, but um, back to the original statement I made about when, if you're um, really helping others, that's you as a hero and Mm -hmm. I think that you're a hero because you're investing in other people and I think you know you could sit there and say you know Mm. all this uh, that I'm going through and think about yourself but you're you've turned it around and you know thought about other people
2: trying to be a productive member of society and give back where I can so
0: so tell tell us about your um inspirational speech.
2: um It actually kind of happened on a whim. I started speaking at some of my uh, schools I was a part of, you know, growing up. And then uh, it grew from there, and it's all been spreading by word of mouth. Um, It's honestly now one of, I did not like speaking growing up. Um, In fact, my mom always jokes if anybody would have told her I would have been a speaker growing up, she probably wouldn't have believed them. Um, But now it's one of my favorite things to do. I love working with kids and having a kid with limb loss, um, which there are more in this area than what we uh, even realize. Uh, have them come up to me and tell, the, uh, tell me how my story has impacted them and how, you know they may you know, we have kids that are being bullied and things like that, and how my story has taught them to ignore that and push through that and not let that situation define them because I always tell them there is more past high school. Like life continues past school. Like it's not always the easiest time, but it does go on. Um, So, it's just such a unique experience to get to work with a group of people um, who can maybe take my story and apply it to their life and see the positives in their life and see the people that are influencing them in their lives and push forward and achieve what they want to achieve. Because they can achieve anything they want to, it just may not be in the manner they thought they were going to achieve it. That was one of the biggest things with me. I wanted to play volleyball as an adult in college that didn't happen for me, but it happened in a different way. And in a way that's almost better because now I'm playing on a much bigger stage than if I would have just played college. So there's a plan, whether we want to see it or not. And it's just one of those things that everything's going to come together. You just have to believe and put in the work and things will come together.
0: Wow. Wow. I've got to bet you, that you've had some really great interaction with people and and helping them.
2: Yeah, I love it. It's a lot of fun and very rewarding.
0: And it, it must be. So what's next?
2: Uh, um, just continuing to grow the charity and uh, the speaking. And part of my speaking always goes to fuel our charity too. Um, but I'm going to school at ISU, going after my physical therapy degree. Um, and then also just playing volleyball, which is what I love. I will play that as long as I can, um, even sometimes when I probably shouldn't, but it's just one of those things I love and it makes me happy. Uh, so, just continuing to do that, um, become a physical therapist, achieve the goals I want to achieve, and have that with my charity work hand in hand, you know, helping people that maybe physical therapy level I can't help but through our charity, we can help them get that prosthetic that insurance won't cover because prosthetics are extremely expensive if insurance doesn't cover. they're anywhere from twenty to hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's just crazy. So and they don't cover a lot of the active prosthetics. So that's something that we can through our charity we're trying to help. We've teamed up with a company that's going to help us and we um, can give more people that uh, you know quality of life that they want that way.
0: So we talked about, Finances you can take donations. Mm -hmm. You're 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 glad for those. What other ways can people help you
2: Um, if they get on our Facebook page We also have an Amazon list, which is for our sunshine boxes um, That has stuff that we've you know requested whether it be toys candy things like that Um, We also we have kids sometimes that want service hours uh, adults that just want to help, you know, put together sunshine boxes our uh, next large fundraising event will be June 6th at uh, Oban and Isaacs. Again, that's where we did it this year. It was fantastic. Great turnout. Um, they were awesome to deal with. Uh, so we've you know, we've decided to team up with them again this year and do it there. So that will be another big thing that we hope people start putting on their calendar and come out and have fun. And it's going to be bigger this year, so we'll have more things that are going to be there. It's a bags tournament and silent auction and all that kind of thing. So.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very Any, good. Anything else that you want to
2: share? I don't think so. I think we're good. She awesome. <laughs> give us your website one more time? Uh, www.yourexcusesinvalid.org.
0: Go follow them. Uh, I'm sure that you can get to the Facebook and yes. some of those through your website yes. too. Uh, go follow what they're doing. Another great organization that's just starting here in Peoria. How long have you been doing this now uh
2: motivational speaking i've done now for two years our charity has been around just since january and we've already sent two kids to camp and uh raised over five thousand so we're doing we're trucking along hoping to keep growing
0: Right, <laughs> great, yeah, great. great check us out on peoria life uh check us out on uh, facebook youtube uh, and uh, all of our channels that we go out on, uh, I3 Broadband, Channel 17, and WPEO, and share the information so we can get the word out about the good things that are happening here in Peoria. Have a great day, everybody.